Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Excellent adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And we are finally wrapping up the Henry Second birthday festivities. Oh boy. It was many weeks. It was, was a was a month long funibration, it felt like. Uh you're exaggerating. <laughs> well, I mean his birthday was the twenty fourth. Yep. Correct. Here we are, May second. Yep. That is like three weeks. It was one week, yep. and Felt. two of his best friends were not going to be able to make it last weekend, so I made the executive decision to have it this week. My God. Anyone out there, that's the kind of friend you should be. The kind of friend where like birthday parties aren't going to happen unless you're able to be there. These kids were party animals. You know, synonymous with the word party, those two best friends of his. Thank God they came. <laughs> Uh, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a party without him. That's I think uh, Henry had a great time. Those two had a great time. Everyone else had a great time. And everyone else had a great time. What a what a fun, you know, look, we we, we hit the park and had a fun abrasion for Henry. It was pitched as a very low-key hang. Yeah. In it, honor it, of Henry's birthday. And I, I think it fit the bill. It succeeded at what it was trying to do, which was um, not get anyone COVID and also be outdoors and also not be a thing that was, you know, no candle blowout, no. Right. Yeah. So there you go. We did it. Yeah. I'm wondering, my nose is still a little congested from... My vaccine, apparently. Or the cold that Henry gave us. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> it's been a long time of this. Uh, That's probably why the birthday f- celebration feels so lengthy. Because you've been sick. Yeah. Probably. Um, but otherwise, you know, 
Here we are. Here we are indeed. So what what else is going on here? We got we got some mosaic news. We got a I would I would call it a bombshell. Bombshell. Breaking news. Dun dun dun. Breaking news. If you're not in the Patreon, this is very breaking to you. Yeah. The Patreon, you guys already heard a lot of this, but we're gonna tell everyone else. So I mean, let's just start at ground zero. Okay. Which would be the last four years, three years, I'll say. Dory and I are under the assumption that that last embryo we have, which is a girl embryo and uh, has a segmental deletion that we think is like a mosaic, but then it wasn't a mosaic, but it is, I don't know. Anyway, we're like, okay, so we have this last embryo that is potentially maybe viable. We should try it. Dory wanted this uh for a long time i you know it took me a little while to come around so i come around and you know we we rev the uh the ivf engine back up vroom vroom and dory goes to a couple of appointments with the dr kelly beck i apparently have surgery dory's <laughs> dory has like goes goes in and thinking oh we're just gonna check everything out Nope, we got this. We gotta, we gotta deal with this other thing. Classic goalpost move. So Dory and I are like, "Wow, IVF, same as always." Yeah. Um, and then Dory goes to a follow-up appointment. Yes, t- last week. And then also there was to a start scheduled the new cycle. To start the new cycle, and also there was a scheduled uh, call with a genetic counselor, which we had never done. Which we Dory says we've never done it. I think longtime listeners. We only did it before we started the whole process. We never did it to discuss any frozen embryos we have. We never did it to discuss Again, any PGS tested. I remember it differently, but I'm not arguing about it. You I'm also just didn't remember my seeing my book cover, so yeah. Look, you know. book covers and embryos are the same. <laughs> Totes. Uh, so, anyway, Dory has a call with a genetic counselor last week, and uh, Dory, take it from here. Okay, so I am under the assumption that this conversation is just going to be about this one embryo that we want to transfer. And we're going to be discussing like what the possibilities are, like what a segmental deletion means, like, you know, is it viable, blah, 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 blah. But then she comes at me with, okay, so um, we're going to be discussing three rounds like three three batches of embryos that we have results for because the company that this woman worked for they bought the company that did our original pgs tests Mm -hmm. for two rounds and then there was another round that i think was with the current company or another company they bought anyway so i'm like okay like i guess she just wants to go over everything and then she's like we're gonna save the july 2016 round for last because that one was retro mosaic and i'm like okay like literally never heard this term before don't know what it means don't know what it means just thinking i think retro mosaic i think tiny pieces of tile in italy (laughs) um so we go over the segmental deletion embryo which is very interesting and she said it's a large deletion which sounds bad but she says it's actually better than a small deletion because Basically, it means that if it survives, if it implants, then there's like a very good chance that it will be completely normal because the abnormal cells will have died off and the normal cells will like take over essentially. So if it's a large deletion, then it can hit command Z. Correct. It'll undo. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I'm like, okay. Cool. Pardon the air noise, obviously, Dory and I have decided to do this from an air show. Yep. Um, so then she goes through the issues with the other embryo from that round. That was also the round that we got Henry from. So there's one more embryo that had many abnormalities, whatever. We discussed that. 
Then we move on to another round where she tells me that there is one embryo that has an extra chromosome 15. And she goes through like what this means, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And then we go through the other embryos from that round. At any point, does it sound like astrology? No, but like... An extra 15. Now, this is very good. This is good. <laughs> I hear this is good because the 15 is It was the... just... It was so much information and I was trying to take notes because I wanted to be able to accurately represent our conversation, not just for this podcast, but to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a court of law. And a court of law. Um, and then we get to the July round and she's like, okay, so um, your clinic asked us to retromosaic these embryos and I'm like that's weird why would they ask to retro mosaic a round of embryos that like we had never discussed so my theory is that someone somewhere messed up and asked for the wrong round of embryos or the lab the you know the genomics lab um misinterpreted it and okay and analyzed the wrong batch of embryos so anyway because the the segmental deletion is from the october 2016 round not the july 2016 round mm -hmm. so apparently back in the day in 2016 when we first did retrievals and made embryos pgs testing the lab that we did it with only told you if you had abnormal or normal embryos they did not classify things as mosaic. Mm -hmm. But now they can go back and look at the reports and reclassify these embryos as mosaic. Hmm. So this round from July 2016 that we had been told we had one normal embryo and three abnormal embryos and the one normal embryo was the girl that we put in before we knew that I had a uterine septum. Yes. So now she says two of these embryos are actually high level mosaic embryos. Which again, what does that mean? It means they're not. These are the command Z's. They would not be like if you had normal embryos, they would not be like your first choice to transfer. Yeah. But. There have now been enough studies, there have been studies done of mosaic embryos and high level mosaic embryos generally have a live birth rate of around 30, 35%. So what you're saying is uh, these two July embryos. Yes. Um, have a 30% chance of, of, of catching correct interesting and, and then and she, the october embryo we still yes. don't know because they still haven't done it so then she says well we can retro mosaic these other two rounds do you want me to do that and i'm like yes uh-huh <laughs> um yes so she said how much is this it's free oh great then it's, yes it's, please it's all included in what we already paid out the nose for um here, I'm just going to open my, my notes. Oh, copious note taking. I, I really took copious notes. Um, so basically she said we had this one embryo from July 2016 that was missing a chromosome 22 that was listed as abnormal. Double deuce. Now it's come back as high-level mosaic. Mm-hmm. So... According to this counselor, if the segmental embryo, they're going to re, re retro mosaic the segmental embryo. If the segmental embryo comes back as mosaic, that will be the priority one to try. This is from the October round? Yes. Gotcha. Henry's the July round or Henry's the Henry's October? Henry's the October. Okay. Um, if it doesn't come back mosaic, she suggests that we try this missing 22. Interesting. Okay. And then the next one, she strongly suspects that the one with the extra 15 is mosaic. Mm -hmm. 
so she would put that one next priority. So extra 22, then extra 15. Yes, then um, missing 16. Missing 16. Yes. Missing 16 is the one we were originally thought we were talking about. No. Segmental deletion was the one we originally thought we were talking about. And the about. segmental deletion we have no new information on. But we will have new information on. Wild stuff. Here. Yes. So, so now there's potentially, just off this this recent two-batch retro mosaic, there's potentially uh, three embryos. Two, but one she's, when one hasn't been retro mosaic yet, but she thinks when it is retro mosaic, it will come back as mosaic. So there is one potential, potentially two potential. There's, there's, there's the segmental one that we always knew about. Yes, which hasn't been re-looked at. Which hasn't been re-looked at, but it's still a candidate for transfer. Yes, but of the things that she has re-looked at. Two are candidates for transfer. One is probably a candidate for transfer. Which would make a total of three over there. Yes. Yes, and then and then, and then the, the other retro mosaic. So it's a, there is a potential that there are four Correct. embryos. Yes. To which we thought there might be one. Yes. Okay, so that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So I'm still like wrapping my head around this. We all are. So this is this is this is you know. I mean, what a difference a week makes, everybody. Yeah, and look, they could all not work. Correct. But like, just the fact that we have the even like glimmer of possibility. That, also correct. That they could work is like a whole new thing, and also. We know that these embryos are still frozen because we've still been paying for them <laughs> at CFP. Although, what if they were like, these aren't still frozen? What are you talking no, about? No, because I got a report of how many there were that were frozen. And there were like 18 frozen. And I was like, why do we have so many frozen embryos? And then I was like, oh, my God, they still have the abnormal ones frozen. And then I was like, well, because there was that whole thing where they were going to keep the segmental one and not charge us for it. Yeah. And then the new, the person who like took over was like, uh, no, <laughs> like we're not honoring that. And I was like, okay. Uh huh. So they were like, you have to keep paying. And I was like, okay, well, so at that point I was like, well, I'm not going to like, cause I'd been like, well, just get rid of all the abnormal ones and we'll just keep this free segmental one. And they were like, no, 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 you have to pay for the segmental one. And at that point I just stopped like discussing getting rid of any she was like you can dispose of them but you have to get this notarized and blah and i was like oh, forget it so <laughs> i mean that's just there there's so much there <laughs> so i mean that's that's your that's your bombshell for the week enjoy enjoy that everyone and unpack it now also dory when are you going when do you think our transfer will be um dr kelly Beck thinks it will be may 14th May 14th, the day that my parents arrive. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? I think not. I think it is. Oh. Very much a coincidence. There's uh, no such thing as a coincidence. Okay, true. <laughs> so, that said, uh, we don't know what we're doing. Tune in next week. TLDR, we don't know. <laughs> Tune in next week because by next week, the other round will be retro mosaic. It should be, yeah. Yeah. So, big, big cliffhanger, guys. I mean... Oh, if you have any thoughts on this, if has any like thing like this happened to you? Let did us you know. Did you know that Retro Mosaic existed? If you did, we're sending out the Retro Mosaic signal ourselves. Yes. We rarely get to send out signals. I know. I, we we've been signalless for so long. Oh, guys, this IVF podcast just became an IVF <laughs> podcast again. Just when we thought we were just, done. <laughs> just look out everyone, it's happening. Um, oh, and I should also It's happening. Oh, thank God you have that. Um, the segmental embryo is a girl. Yeah. The 22 is a girl. Yeah. The 15 is a boy. Yeah. And the 16 is a girl. So three and one. Yeah. We always had more girl embryos than boy embryos, but the girls didn't work. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything else, honey? Uh, oh. <laughs> On our topics of to us? Well, totally unrelated to this. 
next week tune in next week because next week we'll be announcing the very special and exciting (coughs) pre-order incentive for thanks for waiting there you go i mean just wait for the fucking the, the the paperback uh added chapter of thanks for waiting about this <laughs> <laughs> thanks for waiting to put us in <laughs> by the embryos uh all right if you want to email us or have any information for us that'd be great uh call, do so dory matt at gmail or matt and dory at gmail you can also call us 413-461-BABY and uh send us a voice email if you'd like you can send us a voice recording over the email if you don't want to dial international numbers if you don't live in the states and uh, also check out our Facebook group. Facebook group forward face. What is it? How does it go? Facebook? <laughs> Facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. There you go. Uh, there. Well, I mean, now let's hear from everybody else. We'll, okay. be, right, we'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, But, like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out, uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i don't know why you'd return anything because what (laughs) but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason They'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, we're back. Hello. No one has emailed us about this mosaic thing. What's going on? How rude. Hmm. Well, we did hear from Julie. Oh. Who said, hi, Dorian Matt. I've been listening to your podcast since last summer when I officially began my IVF journey. At first, I resisted following and listening to IVF podcasters as I found the manifestation and positive mindset stuff too annoying. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's no positive we don't mindset have any of stuff that around here. <laughs> But your personalities and style immediately spoke to me as your dynamic kind of reminds me of myself and my husband. Mm, Sorry. 
Just kidding. <laughs> um, I love your no bullshit approach. I was lucky to have a chemical pregnancy and to then immediately get pregnant with my now two and a half year old son. And wow. I assumed that my miscarriages were over. <clears throat> And getting pregnant with baby number two would be easy. In April 2020, we got pregnant after seven months of trying, and I figured I would just spend the pandemic cooking up a child. At our first appointment at 10 weeks, 10 weeks because of COVID, I was told there was no heartbeat and the baby had probably died at seven weeks. My husband was on FaceTime at home with our child. Bank. Again, COVID rules, and it was devastating all around. We had a DNC, and they determined for sure it was a chromosomal abnormality. At 39, with two miscarriages under my belt, they determined IVF was the way to go. As an added bonus, the DNC resulted in scarring. I had an emergency C-section for my first birth, which they believe was the cause. So here we are, a year later, months of waiting for a period to return, a hysteroscopy, two rounds of egg retrievals, and finally we have three genetically viable embryos. Three. I know I should feel lucky. We are transferring at the end of May. Everyone keeps telling me I should be so excited as it's been such a long year. We are finally doing this transfer. I've gotten a lot of advice to think positively, manifest this transfer <laughs> working, et cetera, et cetera. And I just feel panicked, to be to honest. I know I should feel confident because I've had a healthy live birth previously and supposedly with the genetically viable embryos, we have addressed the problem, right? Except that I hear all the time how transfers just don't work for unknown reasons. Something that is also putting stupid pressure on us is that we have one female, two male embryos, and we are trying the female first. We really wanted a boy and a girl, and of course, so do our parents. I know there will be an element of gender disappointment if the first transfer doesn't work and a male embryo ends up working, even though I really only want a sibling for my toddler and I know I've got to let go of having a girl. So this is a very long-winded way of asking you all to reassure me that the mindset doesn't really matter so much. I was reassured going back and listening to your podcast when you're waiting to find out about Henry, and I know Dory didn't feel super confident then. Well, she was pessimistic up the wazoo. Of course, it would be great if I could be positive and not stressed, but I'm just not sure that's possible, and I want to reassure myself that it won't mess with my chances. Thanks for everything you do. 1,100 square feet in Philly with one husband, one toddler, two cats, one pet rock, belonging to said toddler, mm. and no hot dogs in 2021. I'm sure my husband has made up for that zero total. Um, Thanks, Julie. There seems to be a real hot dog shortage happening out there, everybody. You know what there is a shortage of, I'm now convinced? What? My cereal. Barber's Barber yes. Crunch. Well, yes. I've never seen it at Smart and Final ever. Oh, the fact that they had it on the list, I thought that was crazy. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> Julie. Um, yeah, I mean, I think some people think positive mindset works, but also I don't really I've, think it does. I've got some fun advice. What is it? Um, it, it's it's happening regardless. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. you, you spend a lot of time worrying about it or not. Like, I worry about things all the time. But also in the back of my head, I have this thing of, like, if I have, like, a pitch or, like, a meeting or something that I'm, like, anxious about, I always think about the end point on the on the Zoom, like, mm -hmm. where it says this meeting is 11 to 11.45. Mm -hmm. I always think about what I'll be doing at 11.52. PM or AM, whatever the hell it is, and uh, I'll be like, "Well, it'll I'll have gone through that. It'll be over, regardless. Whatever the outcome is, it'll be it'll be done." Hmm. I always think about that instead of the actual. Ugh. I like that. So, in in the in, a, in the same sort of sphere of things, I know I can't tell you not to be anxious about it, but I can also tell you to like, why don't you think about the first week of June, mm -hmm. and like, because this will have already happened. Mm -hmm. And that'll be that. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's helpful or not, but. I like that. Thanks, honey. <laughs> Anytime, anything, anything I don't want to be doing. Yeah. That I know I have to do. I'm always thinking about the 10 minutes after it's finished. Hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, Julie, I hope that's helpful. It probably isn't. But look, what I'll say is. You can waste energy being having negative thoughts about it. You can waste energy having positive thoughts about it. Or you could just not waste the energy and have what I would yeah. describe as thoughts about after it. I mean, I think the worst is post thoughts. I think the worst is when you have thoughts about the thoughts you think you should be having. Yeah, don't worry about that for sure. Yeah. Think uh, your thoughts. Think your thoughts and thought your thinks. Yep. All right. This is from Lauren. 
from Lauren. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm a few episodes behind, but I just heard you talking about your girl, your XX embryo you will be transferring. You didn't exactly ask for any experiences, but I thought I would share mine. I got pregnant with my first daughter from a fresh transfer, so we didn't have the opportunity to do any genetic testing. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get any results after three NIPT tests, so we decided to do an amnio because of previous bad eggs slash sperm. We found out she had a micro deletion on the long arm of chromosome one. After an in-depth meeting with a genetic counselor, we were told that it is an abnormality with unknown impact, but the list of potential issues was long and scary. We also found out my husband has the same microdeletion and doesn't have any adverse effect, so we hoped it would be the same for her. We basically were told that if everyone in the world had this type of genetic testing, a large proportion would show some type of abnormality. What did I say to you? I said the exact same thing to you. I know. I think this all the time. It took a while, but we are finally at peace with the fact that science moves much faster than medicine, and sometimes you have too much information. What do I say to you all the time? You say this all the time. Our daughter is now a healthy 18-month-old, and so far none of the potential issues have arisen. Good luck with this transfer, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that you have a positive outcome. Living in 900 square feet in Melbourne, Australia, with a husband, a toddler, and a dog. No hot dogs in 2021, but many a sausage. Many a sausage. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Lauren. For speaking my language i think this is helpful to keep in mind oh for sure i mean i don't i don't i don't i mean how many of us i mean i guarantee i had something going on <laughs> but there's i mean there's also people who are born with you know whatever issues quote unquote or yeah you know rare genetic diseases like that does happen that's, for sure you know it's not impossible so i don't know um, but thank you, Lauren, and I'm glad your daughter is healthy. Um, okay, from Amanda. Just wanted to share our experience with trying for a second kid since that since that seems to be the buzz lately and to be prepared for anything. We had to go through IVF due to my husband's cancer diagnosis, who is currently in remission, pandemic, Excellent. then four failed IUIs and one tra- fresh transfer with one embryo transferred ended up with spontaneously identical twins. Oh my God. It was certainly a shock for us since we only ever wanted two. our IVF told our IVF doctor told us it was a one to 2% chance. It's taken a while for both of us to come to terms with having three kids, but we are slowly getting used to it. It is definitely much harder this time around being five years older and having two in there. Our daughter is excited by the thought of two brothers, but I don't think she knows what is about to happen to her. (laughs) Obviously, this might not happen to y'all, but we also thought it wouldn't happen to us. So far, no complications except possible VASA previa diagnosis. Baby B's cord is currently lying on my cervix. So if anyone has any advice or experiences with this, I would love to hear about it. Love the pod. Listening to y'all made me super prepared to handle IVF. And Matt was always my favorite on the Nerdist. And Forever 35 is another favorite. Amanda in 2,400 square feet in Burlington, Massachusetts, home of the Burlington Mall. Yep, there's a cheesecake factory there, you know. Me, my husband, one daughter, two crazy cats, and two boys on the way. Too many hot dogs to count, mostly due to my daughter and husband. P.S. Have any have either of you been to Coney Island Hot Dogs in Worcester? Seriously, the best hot dogs in the state. And if you have not gone, I would highly recommend checking it out the next time you are in Massachusetts. Order the works or order it up, which includes onions, mustard, and their special chili sauce. Mm, I like mustard and onions. That's my that's my hot dog jam. Hmm. I've not spent much time in Worcester. Uh, I've spent some time in Worcester. You probably went to the center. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and all those Holy Cross games. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, Lowell has a famous hot dog place called Elliot's. Oh. Ed McMahon stopped there. You know, Ed McMahon's from Lowell, the late great Ed McMahon, mm-hmm. along with Olympia Dukakis. And Jack Kerouac. And me. And Matt Myra. And we probably all love Elliot's hot dogs. R.I.P. Olympia Dukakis. R.I.P. indeed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I might be the last Lowellian. <laughs> You're the last Lowellian. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, there were there were. But the answer is I haven't had Coney Island hot dogs. There was a pair of twins at um, Henry's little birthday gathering today. Were they spontaneous? They were. They were. They were. Oh, yeah, yeah. Identical, spontaneous, spontaneously conceived twins. Do you? I mean, that's like. I don't even. I don't. Even, I mean, you saw their mom. She's tiny. Yeah, but I'm just like I can't even like think about it. Like. Like, if Henry was twins, okay. 
but but like now to have twins i know to have twins on top of henry yeah is like feels insane no that's ridiculous that's yeah. very ridiculous. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. It's already like, you know, sometimes Bo really does feel like a second kid. Yes. So like the idea of like Bo, Henry, and two two other babies, it's a nightmare. That would be. We'd, we'd need a much bigger car. Yeah. Oh, it'd be horrific. We'd have to get a third row. Yeah, we'd be one of those people with a third row. Oh, God. If you have a third row, I don't know what to tell you. A lot of people have third rows. It's crazy. Um, Karen and Steve have a third row. Um, they have the XC90 with a third row. Okay. So, you know. You know what I think about Karen and Steve? I don't listen to their podcast, so I can't think anything about them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, check out In Loco Parents if you want to listen to two lawyers talking about parents. Talking about being parents. Um... Okay, it's from Katie. Hello, Shafrira family. I have some questions, but first a story. So last night I had a dream about you. That was what I could only describe as bizarrely normal. It's almost like my subconscious wrote a spec script for your podcast. Sure. I'm not a TV writer, but that's the closest comparison I can think of. In the dream, you'd made a video recording of you two recording the podcast that I was watching. A listener had written in about converting to another religion, and the following conversation ensued. But should we just take the part? Yes, we should. Well, just think, if you convert, you have to go out and buy all new religious texts, and what a pain that would be. If I converted to a new religion, I don't think that would be first on my list. Well, you have to have the latest religious text if you're really going to commit. I think between you, me, and Kate, I'd be able to get any religious book I needed. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I don't know that we have a single religious book in the house. <laughs> and the this person added the parenthetical. Yes, I'm a Forever 35 listener, so my subconscious dragged Kate into this for some reason. <laughs> At this point in the dream, you were so deep into this discussion that you forgot you were video recording the podcast. Matt went out of frame and started searching to see how many religious <laughs> texts he could find in the house. Dora used the time to tidy up a bit and then chill on the couch, sure. or, which we could see in the corner of the camera's view. Mm. I'm not religious, so it was a bizarre topic that my subconscious chose, but somehow it felt like that's exactly how that conversation would happen. Anyway, to my question. (laughs) My science baby just turned one, and we are starting to think about baby number two, but I'm not sure where to begin, and I'm curious for your opinion. The journey to our first was a year of trying the old-fashioned way, followed by a missed miscarriage that was discovered at 10 weeks, then another year of trying the old-fashioned way, then undiagnosed infertility, Medicated IUI, Clomid plus trigger shot. We got very lucky and our second IUI worked. Because we never found a root cause, I'm debating whether we should call our fertility clinic first before trying naturally. I have to make an appointment with my OB to get my IUD out, so I will ask her opinion too, but I'm just debating between trying naturally for a few months or just calling up the clinic to cut to the chase. I'm 34, my husband is 35, and I know the whole 35-year-old woman equals geriatric pregnancy is partially rooted in patriarchy, but also partially rooted in science. So we are hoping to get to baby number two sooner rather than later. Also, a less serious question. When did you decide to cut Henry's hair and any tips for (laughs) at-home haircuts? My baby was born with a lot of hair, and while we rock ponytails most of the time, I'm a big safe sleep follower, so I don't let him have hair ties in his crib because I worry he will try to eat them. So it's in his face a lot of the time overnight and in the mornings. Leads to some epically beautiful bedhead and some hilarious quest- comparisons ranging from Kate Gosselin to Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. It's a good, it's a good hairdo. As always, thanks for all you do. Your podcast was such a huge help when we first started working with a fertility clinic and helped us know what to expect. Katie in 1,600 square feet in Vancouver, Washington, with one husband, one science baby, two cats, three hot dogs in 2021, only because I'm a disgusting filth monster who cannot go to Costco without getting a hot dog, even if it's 10 in the morning. Well, I mean, it's such a pro- bargain over there. Yeah. I mean, how, how, why how, would you not? How could you resist? Yeah. Um, we have a, I'm sure any religious texts in the house belong to Dory. I do have some religious texts. And then beyond that, I agree with myself in that dream. You do need to get the latest religious text. (laughs) You need to know what's going on. Yeah. You got it. I mean, what are you going to do? Have outdated religious texts? Come on. That would be mortifying. Um, haircut Henry. Uh, well, how did we decide? His, you know, it just was getting, it was just in his eyes so much. It it just, it seemed to bother him and therefore it then bothered me. Yeah. Um. So then we did an at-home cut. 
that I did that was a real doofus looking. <laughs> so bad. Then Dory claims I messed up again this week, which I don't see it. I think it looks normal. I mean... It, it does. It looks okay. Yeah, thank you. I, I've gotten better. Just wait till my third haircut happens. Oh, boy. Anyway, other than that, yeah, we took Henry to a haircut place. Dory did take him um, to a place that specializes in children's haircuts. He's been twice. First time was okay. Second time, not so good. And the third time, the most recent time, I trimmed his bangs because they were in his eyes. Yeah. And right now, he just he's like a... He just bops around like a like a beetle. Yeah. He's got he's got great hair. He's got a mop top. Yeah. Um So that's that. Yeah. That's that's my What am I calling this? That's my haircut advice on children. Matt's haircut corner? Yeah. Don't do it yourself. It'll look real wonky. Yeah. But if you do do it yourself, it'll look less wonky the second time. <laughs> Good advice. Thank you. Um, All right. Should we take another break? Okay. Okay. Be right back. Be right back. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, we're back. The phone lines are are, are, uh, lighting up. Yep. Let's hear from our first caller. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. How are you all doing? Um, This is Laura from... Uh, Seward, Pennsylvania. Now I moved. I am starting a fertility journey, which I never thought I would. Like kids used to be something that I wanted, but then I met a really great guy and we want to start a family. It was a shock to me. He said to me out of the blue the one day, I want a baby. And I'm like, okay. Um, I do have some issues like with my plumbing. I'm actually going in on the 11th for a biopsy of my endometrial lining because I have had so much irregular bleeding my entire life. I was big. I'm actually the one who had the gastric bypass, lost about 340 pounds now. I just hit 199 today. Woo-hoo. Um, so I'm having that biopsy done. Oh, congratulations. I'm worried it's cancer because I'll have up to two or three period cycles a month. And it's, it's not cancer. very worry. scary. And my doctor is, is now concerned, and it's going to be a big shock whenever I go into the appointment and say, well, I need a fertility workup, too, because we want a baby. And the other issue is that we are in dire need of sperm, because he's a trans man and obviously can't bring that to the party. So we're looking for anybody with sperm suggestions. I don't know. That's just a, it's just a weird thing. I don't know if you're calling to a podcast but, looking uh, for anyone with sperm. <laughs> yeah, this is also exciting because I asked him, I was like, how excited can I be about this? He's like, very excited. He's like, I didn't think this was something that you would want or be able to do with the issues that you've been having. So life is just great. But like I said, like I said, I'm now in Seward because we just moved in together um, a few months ago. So it's a two-story house. Not sure how much square footage, just like my old house. Uh, we have four dogs, two cats, and ready to just give so much more love. Bye, guys. Oh, zero hot dogs between the two of us because we both had gastric bypass. Bye. Did you guys meet in the in in the program? Or that's amazing. Talk about like biggest uh, life swings of callers. Yes, Laura. Laura, Laura you, used to you've call really us done it quite a bit. Very, you've done a lot. Very Laura. depressed. Yeah. We got some really depressed yes, voicemails But from also, Laura. I mean, now that's like this, like most, most uh, changed. Yeah. I would say most. Uh, Laura, your voice sounds different. Like you're, you just, you're, de- you're, 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 you have a spring in your step. You have a pep in your, in your pop. You have a <laughs> pop in your pep. What? <laughs> um, okay. Now. 
Yes, I mean we've had we've had plenty of listeners uh, who were who were uh, trans male and needed sperm. Like we've had that, I believe, a couple of times. That uh, meaning yes. right written in a couple. Yes, of times. yes, yes. We have had that situation. We've also had situations where both partners were trans, and the trans the the male. Um, member of the part of the partnership Mm -hmm. the male partner took like stopped taking their testosterone and got pregnant right um so we've had that situation call in i mean look there's 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 there are ways uh, to do it and also um someone with a low sperm count it's i i I gotta imagine it can't be that hard to find sperm out there There's probably sperm. There's probably sperm everywhere. Somewhere. Turn a black light on in that new house. You'll find some. Ew. Ew. That's so gross, man. That's so gross. Um, well, Laura, congratulations. You sound really happy. And we're just, you know, we're just Mazel thrilled. Tov. We're just thrilled for all of your I like that you're, life you have changes. two stories. You have multiple uh, four legged animals. It's just, uh, it just sounds great. <sighs> Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. We're going to hear another um, voice memo from someone who had, who has two kids and has embryos in the freezer that she wasn't sure what to do with. So here we go. Hello. Um, I'm calling in response to Beth's question about Um, having some embryos left in storage and not being sure what to do with them definitively and kind of going back and forth and belaboring the decision. Um, So I just wanted to share my own similar experience with that. Not saying that this is what will happen to her, but um, this was a situation that I found myself in recently. And so I thought I could offer my perspective. So my husband and I have two kids, six and three. Our first was conceived spontaneously. Our second, um, we needed to go through the IVF process to conceive. Um, and we had two frozen embryos after, um, my son was born and they've been, you know, in the freezer for a few years and we've kind of been, you know, toying with the idea of, do we want to try for a third with those frozen embryos? What do we want to do? It's so expensive, all of that, you know, we're incredibly grateful for our kids and we're really happy, but it was sort of just like Beth said, it was kind of, they were kind of just sitting there and it felt like we should do something about it. So we decided as soon as things got a little safer, Pandemic-wise, over the summer, we decided to transfer one. Um, So we did a transfer that failed. Um, And so at that point, we decided, you know, we might as well try the second one. (laughs) Although I will say, like, after the first one, we got more excited and invested in the idea of having the third child. Um, So then we transferred the second one. It also didn't work. And at that point, we felt kind of like we had invested in this. We were committed to this idea. So then we were at a loss because we knew we didn't want to go through IVF again. But... Um, now we are kind of excited, enthusiastic, and really wanting this third child. So we decided we would do um, a natural cycle with Clomid. So we did that, and I got pregnant, um, which was exciting. But when I was going in for betas, my levels weren't rising, and I just knew something wasn't right with the timing of all of it. Um, And so we kind of waited. I had scans. Finally, they diagnosed me with a suspected ectopic, but they couldn't really find it. We decided to um, take the shot um, to dissolve the tissue since we didn't know where it was rather than do the surgical option. So I did that. And then I was, you know, folding laundry on a Saturday morning a few days later and I suddenly got a horrible pain um, in my right side and I had to rush to the ER and have emergency surgery because it had ruptured. Um, Oh, my goodness. And so at that point, even before the surgery happened, I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm done. We're done. Um, And so I feel grounded in that now. But it kind of took that trauma to actually bring me to that point, um, which is hard. So, again, this is not to say that this is what will happen with the listener. But I kind of wanted to share just this situation and how it all unfolded and how my feelings evolved over the course of it um, with her in case it's helpful. I think that's all. Um, I'm calling from the Boston area. We live in 1,200 square feet with two adults, a six-year-old, a three-year-old, a 12-year-old cat, and two um, six-month-old pandemic kittens that I convinced my husband that we needed with the help of my six-year-old. We are 
eight, definitely a hot dog loving family, but I would say our hot dog count is only at about five so far this year, but very psyched for hot dog season I mean, in the near future. You've got access to KM Natural all. Casing hot Thanks. dogs. And also Essam. Yesum, it's Essam. Yesum, it's Essam. Essam hot dogs and KM Natural Casings. And you can go to the store and buy Fenway Franks right in the grocer's freezer. Thanks to Market Basket. Wow. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing your experience. You probably get them at Star Market, too. Mm-hmm. Or Stop and Show Up. Mm-hmm. Or Hannaford. Okay. Anywhere else? I think those are the all the New England There's Wegmans grocery, now. grocery stores I can think of. Wegmans is in is I don't count it. Now. I don't count it because I wasn't there when I was there. Okay. That's how I feel about Wegmans. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Did everyone. you have um, Christie's? Mm, Christie's Pizza? No, it was like a like a convenience store. No, we had Store Twenty Four, Tedeschi's, and Lemon Tree. You didn't have Little Peach either. Oh, we had Little Peach. Yeah. Oh, okay. I hadn't thought of Little Peach in a while. Yeah, Little Peach. Cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, what about Cumberland Farms? Cumbies. Cumbies. <laughs> Um, all right. This is from Anonymous. Hello. I just wanted to respond to the listener last week who's wondering whether she has PCOS. There are a lot of misconceptions about PCOS, and I wanted to share a few things I've learned. PCOS has a terrible name for the disorder because it makes it seem like cysts in the ovaries are part of the problem, but the cysts are actually just follicles in the ovaries. People with PCOS have more follicles than normal in their ovaries, and those are the cysts. The main hallmark of PCOS is irregular cycles. There are too many follicles and no one follicle becomes dominant and turns into a mature egg. So there's no ovulation and no period. This is the clearest explanation of PCOS that I've like ever heard. Yes. Many people also have higher levels of testosterone, insulin resistance, and metabolic syndrome, but those aren't always present in every patient. About one third of patients with PCOS are normal weight. Those who want a better, more detailed medical description should check out the podcast As a Woman by Natalie, Dr. Natalie Crawford in REI. There are helpful episodes on PCOS and IVF. As someone who is diagnosed with PCOS in my 30s only as part of an infertility workup, I understand the frustration with the disease. When you present to a doctor with irregular periods, they usually just run a few labs to make sure you don't have thyroid issues, etc., and then kind of shrug their shoulders. I'm actually a primary care doctor, so I have lots of patients with PCOS, and it's a hard condition because we don't have a ton of treatments for it. For people who are overweight or have evidence of insulin resistance, diet changes, or metformin can help. But generally, the main treatment is birth control, which helps regulate cycles and hormone levels. I've also recently found that myo-inositol, which is an over-the-counter supplement, has really helped normalize my cycles. Back to the listener last week, wondering about the cysts she gets on her chest. She should have, she could have hydrodenitis superativa, an inflammatory condition that causes recurrent cysts, usually in the groin or armpits, but also other places. Anyway, thanks for all you do. I started listening to this podcast about six months ago when we first decided to do IVF, and it has been so helpful to hear what others are going through. This is such a long road. So easy to feel alone in the process. So the way you normalize it all is so helpful. I did an egg retrieval in February and today I had surgery to remove a polyp from my uterus. So hopefully we'll get the okay to finally do a transfer oh, next clearing month. clearing the runway. I've been there. Anonymous in Denver in 1,700 square feet with a husband. Ooh, a 40 pound cattle dog mix pup. No hot dogs, just a few brats in 2021. Mm, brats sausages are really outnumbering dogs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Julia, our pal Julia Schulenberg also wrote in to suggest that this, the, the person had hydrodenitis saporativa. Oh, look at that. So we got two diagnoses. Armpit, groin, buttocks, etc. <laughs> um, all right. Connor wrote in to say, how are you doing? We are doing okay. I finally got a new job. After being unemployed for almost a year after the music industry disappeared overnight last March. Wow, congrats. Is it common to find out you have PCOS after your first pregnancy? When my wife was pregnant with our first, there were no issues. The whole process was smooth. Afterwards, she did get her period for almost a full year. Her OBGYN diagnosed her with PCOS and put her on metformin. It helped a little, but her period still isn't regular. Any tips on regulating this would be great. We are trying for a second child, but not having luck so far. Maybe we need to take another trip to St. Helena. 
I don't know what that reference is, but he put a wine glass emoji. I mean, who doesn't need to take a trip to wine glass emojis? Um, Matt, any new video games, guitars? Do you have any <laughs> tips on kicking a bad junk food slash candy habit? Yes. Connor from New Jersey, four hot dogs this week. <laughs> Connor, kill Eight it. Eight or so dogs. in 2021. So you've had half your hot dogs in the last week for the, for the year. Yeah, big week. <coughs> uh, any new video games? Well, I've been playing Zombieland on, on the Oculus. Uh, Zombieland headshot. I don't want to brag, but no, no, brag. On a couple of the levels, I am ranked number one in the world. <laughs> I'm in the top ten in all of them. Uh... So I will say that is that is that is that is fun. I also I wanted to say when I got first place in one of them, I didn't know what to do, so I sent a screen because it's all tied to Facebook, and I don't use Facebook. I sent a screenshot and you can only send it to like Facebook people so I randomly just sent the screenshot to Dory so I could somehow have this image of me of my name up there at the top of the leaderboard so as of last night actually I shaved I was like why are you messaging me I on shaved Facebook? 2000 <laughs> I shaved three thousandths of a second off of a time wow. last night and that just put a bigger gap between me and second place Wow. I was trying to break the 24-second barrier, so I'm at 25.083 seconds. Anyway, that wow. I've been playing that game. It's really actually it came out this year. It's pretty fun. If you have an Oculus, go for it. Uh, new guitars. No, I have that Pelham Blue SG that uh, got a couple months ago, and that's pretty much it. I've sold some guitars recently because I started a golf habit, and... Um, yeah, uh, junk food, candy habit. I mean, the only thing that's ever really worked for me is having the cheat day set aside. And what happens is I do, when I get the cravings, I write it down in my phone, in a notes, or on on a piece of paper, whatever. I write down what the craving was. Okay, so, and then I go a couple couple days like that. And then by, like, the third or fourth day... It gets easier because I know that the cheat day is coming in two or three days, so I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna break it. I'm not gonna just have what I want. And then when the cheat day rolls around, I wake up that morning like it's Christmas. So every week it's like a Christmas morning, and I have what I want. And then I have so much of it that I feel gross, and then don't want it for like two days. And then I start getting the cravings again on the third day. And then by then, it's only three days away for the next cheat there day. You go. So that's my tip. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Um, all right. Jennifer? Yeah, this is from Jennifer. Hi, Dory and Matt. Quick question for Henry's swim lessons. Did you just ask if the instructor had received the vaccine? Did you ask them to show you their vaccine card or just trust what they told you? I've been wanting to sign my son up for swim lessons as well, but not sure how to navigate this. I would like to think people slash businesses are honest about this. Any advice would be appreciated. So happy to hear you're moving forward with the transfer. Can't wait to hear all the updates on the podcast. Best wishes. Well, you got your wishes this week, Jennifer. Jennifer from the Chicago suburbs. In a 1,500-square-foot house, my husband, 13-month-old son, 100-pound dog. No hot dogs this year. Oh Sorry, God. Matt. We will get on that it's this summer. Um, yeah, I just asked both of them. I mean, the first one was like, no. <laughs> and then the second one who were, who were using said oh yes of course i'm vaccinated i like one of the kids she works with is high risk i you know i don't know she just she was like very the song and dance was convincing yes she was very emphatic that she was vaccinated so um i did not ask to see her vaccination card but yeah i think just straight up asking yeah is always uh always helpful all right Got a very interesting voice memo hmm. about COVID in Australia. Crikey. Hey, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. Long-time listener, first-time caller. My name's Susan. I live in Brisbane, Australia. And after the discussion about how Australia and Canada have been handling the pandemic, I thought it might be... Um, interesting for me to call in um, for the how other countries are handling COVID portion of the podcast. Yeah. So it's true that in Australia we have almost no COVID. I looked it up. We have um, in total just over 30,000 cases and 910 deaths since the start of the pandemic. Oh, my so God. I thought maybe you'd be interested to hear a bit about it's how amazing. that happened. Um, and also 
hear a bit about what we're not happy about here that you might not hear so much about in other parts of the world. So firstly, obviously, we're an island, so locking down our borders was pretty simple. Um, it was easy to keep COVID out that way. Mm -hmm. So we now have a travel bubble with New Zealand, but otherwise international travel is basically on hold and likely to be until next year. Next, we have a decent social safety net. We're pretty left-leaning as a whole, and we have socialised medicine. We have pretty halfway decent, at least, unemployment benefits. Mm -hmm. And we also introduced a JobKeeper subsidy last year, which was paid to anyone who had a job but was stood down from their job. So they got $1,200 a fortnight, um, which kept people in employment, wow. which was great. Um, another thing that was useful for parents was that they actually made daycare free for a good six months or so. So we were encouraged to keep kids home from school and daycare. But um, if you wanted to or needed to have your kids still in daycare, if you were an essential worker, you could send them for free. So that meant you could keep your place even if you didn't send wow. your kid. Um, and daycares were able to stay open and stay afloat, which was pretty amazing. I think another big thing about Australia is we're actually pretty compliant. People talk about Australia being a nanny state. We generally do what we're asked. Um, I think we have a fairly good sense of looking after the community. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, people wear masks here even before lockdown starts sometimes. So I think that's been really helpful for us. Um, so where I live, we had a lockdown from March to June last year, but since then we've been pretty open. Um, other parts of Australia have had much longer lockdowns, oh, wow. so it has been difficult in more difficult in other places, but where I live, we've been fairly unscathed. And so now whenever a few cases do make it out into the community, we do a snap lockdown. So we'll do three days of lockdown Jeez. and 14 days after that, we have to wear masks when we go out and there's some basic limits. So that seems to be working pretty well. Um, we've had two of those lockdowns since the start of this year and people are, as I said, generally pretty compliant. So onto some issues. Um, one big thing is the no travel piece. Aussies love to travel. We're in the middle of nowhere and we're stuck. And that's, you know, it looks like it'll be a long time before we can travel in or out of the country easily. Anyone, and also people are stranded overseas. So Aussies wanting to come back. Yes, they can come back and do two weeks of mandatory hotel quarantine, but that's really expensive and there's very few flights. So friends of ours recently have done it and it's cost them upwards of about $40,000. So, Jeez. you know, not that accessible for your average person. So there's a lot of people who are really upset about that. And then the next big one is vaccines. Um, we don't have any of the mRNA vaccines here. We can't manufacture them. We don't have the capacity. And our federal government decided not to do that last year. Um, so we put all our money on the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. And then, of course, we heard about the blood clots issues recently, Whoops. which meant that we decided um, to say that anyone over 50, under 50 shouldn't have that vaccine. You still can, but they're recommending that you don't. And because there's no COVID, most people most people won't have it. And now we're waiting for Pfizer, which we won't get until about October. So it's a good six oh more months until the majority of the population will even start to be vaccinated. So that also then means, you know, we're not likely to be traveling in or out of the country other than New Zealand, if we're lucky, um, till at least next year. So that's been a pretty major issue and people are pretty upset about that. Wow. So... That's hopefully that was interesting. Um, I feel really it lucky was. that we've had COVID under control here for so long. My heart definitely goes out to people who have been through much longer lockdowns like you guys. I think um, it's been amazing not to have to worry about COVID. It's been great to be able to just walk outside and not think about it. Without so I, I definitely yeah. feel for you guys um, and hope that now that you're, you're vaccinated, you can have a, a much better summer um, in 2021. Thanks for listening. Susan in Brisbane in 2,800 square feet. We are the partner, three-year-old non-science daughter, and a seven-year-old border collie cross Kelpie. Thanks for everything <laughs> you do. Bye. I love it. That is some good. That is some good updated right there. I'm very interested in in, in this situation because it seems like also like the UK had to go back into lockdown not that long ago. Um, I know I talked to my sister and she was in lockdown still uh, a couple weeks ago for my. Um, niece's birthday we're all on the zoom and i was talking to her about that and then um <clears throat> i know canada snapback well let's... golf just started to come back in the uk too like the courses were closed well let's hear about canada from oh. our next email all right hi i wrote last week about covid in canada to clarify canada locked down in march 2020 like the rest of the world in the summer of 2020 things were relatively good in large parts of canada especially compared to the states 
Since a big part of the Canadian national identity is comparing ourselves to America, many here were feeling pretty smug. The second wave started in fall 2020. In Ontario, this culminated in a lockdown slash stay-at-home order in late December and early January, although I just had a baby at that time, so the sequence of things are kind of fuzzy. Our lockdown continues, though the increased police powers have been rolled back because of the intense public outcry. Jeez. Yep. Yep. It is wild. Um, it is wild. All right. We are going to end, um, with a voicemail. Okay. A voice memo. Sorry. All right. Okay. What about your big feet? Is it your feet? Did your feet call? My feet phoned. They had to get a big phone. <laughs> Extra big phone. <laughs> Hello, Matt and Dory. I just wanted to weigh in really quickly on the shoe size debate. Um, if you think Dory has big feet, I just wanted, uh, I wonder what you would think about mine. Um, I had size 11 women's feet before I got pregnant. And then after my second baby, it went up to 11 and a half women's. I cannot find shoes anywhere. I have to buy men's shoes. So I wear size men 11, um, which is actually bigger than my husband. My husband has 10 and a half. And so now when he buys (laughs) shoes, he buys size 11 so that we can share them. Oh, Um, yeah. That's very uh, thoughtful. It's a, it's a real joy. But, um, <laughs> thanks for everything you do, and I'll uh, I'll keep listening. Thanks. <laughs> That's funny. So, <coughs> there you go. Oh, I tried to get some shoes. I was, I was telling people today at the party about this. Um, I tried to I, I tried to buy those Lego Adidas shoes mm-hmm. from StockX, and the pair that I bought. StockX was like, we could not authenticate these, so here's your money back. Wait, for you? For me. Oh, so you personally. and Henry could have matching Lego, Lego Adidas? Lego Adidas, yeah. Aw, that's cute. But they, so it's the first time they've ever like not been like, Mm-mm, this is this is not past muster. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So they're doing their job. Yeah. Look at that. Wow, crazy that like those are being counterfeited. I guess everything's counterfeited. Yeah. All right, well, that brings us to the end of this this bombshell show. Hope you enjoyed it. I mean, look, an hour, finally. We're doing an hour again. <laughs> well, we have more to talk about now. That's true. Um, reminder, you can support us on Patreon. You can get this hot news right off, straight off, hot off the press. What? Sure. <laughs> um, get up to two bonus episodes a month. Patreon at, at patreon.com slash Adventure. We are very appreciative of our Patreon supporters. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you not only get... Bonus episodes, we also get your name read on the podcast each month and the back catalog of the Patreon episodes. Yes, so thank you to the following. Carolyn Land. Greg Watchorn. Jennifer H.S. Melody Balthazar. Angie James. Tyler Rosewood. Abba M. Alan L. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Uh, Amanda Lighty. Amy. And Flucker. Some anonymize. One, two, three, four, five of them. April Cherry. Ariana Perry. Uh, Ashley Sicily. Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Bianca Loria. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Shinami Worth. Christina Smith. Cynthia Meisner. Debbie Meredith, a.k.a. Lex Conan's mom. Tell them to call us. Yep. Diana. Diana Robinson. Diana Martin. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Goodenham. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elena Paling. Elizabeth Hirado. Emily F. Emily Harden. Aaron. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. And Frederick Roy. Thank you all so much. Thank you all for, for supporting and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.